Zent, Zent. Episode 15. Episode 15. Do you know what I mean? Episode 15. I thought you were going to say, do you know what I mean? Episode 15. Fucking okay. up your self-esteem. Okay. <laughs> okay. We back. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. <laughs> uh, What's up, y'all? It's Avia. And it is uh, Logots. <laughs> I'm glad we're introducing ourselves, just in case this is, this is like your first time listening, you know. Yeah, man. You got 14 other episodes to catch up on. Right. And let, let's let's jump right in. You you told me that so, you may or may not be able to share a New York story. I today. have a New York story for you guys, um, specifically a, a Harlem-centric story. This happened to me yesterday. So I was on 135th in Lenox, right? And I'm crossing the street. Well, I'm trying to cross the street, but then the light turns, so I had to wait for for it to be my turn to go. So I see this blind man, and he had like the stick and everything. And if there's anything that's the most fascinating thing in the world to me, it's seeing a blind person navigate New York City. Facts. Like it's just amazing to me to even think like, how do you do this? Right. I have four eyes, and I can barely cross the street. You have zero. Like, it's just crazy. So um, so I see the blind man, and my first instinct was to help him, right? But I remember there being situations that I've seen where someone may have been handicapped or blind or, or something, and they never really wanted the help. If someone offered it to them, they were not really receptive of it. So I'm like, you know what? If he asks me or mentions anything, then I'll help him. So funny enough, as soon as I thought, thought this... He says, is anyone there to help me cross the street? Is anyone there? And he kept saying this. And I was the only person standing next to him. So I'm like, oh, I'm here. I can help you. And so he was like, I just need your arm. And I was like, okay, cool. So he grabs my arm, right? My upper arm. And uh, we're still waiting for the light to change. And then I was like, I'll let you know when the light changes. He's like, oh, you don't have to let me know anything. I'll just know. Just walk. And then I'll just walk with you. I was like, okay. And so it fell silent, and I didn't say anything, really. And he was just like, um, I just have a question for you. And I was like, what's that? And he was just like, are you by chance single or available? And I was like, oh. Wait, like, what, you, your story went way left. Okay, if you think that went left for Wait you, imagine second. how I felt. Because I'm like, are we trying to cross the street, or are you here, trying to get a date? I was here until you got... <laughs> To the Ray Charles portion of this Yo, story. That's what I felt like. And that's no disrespect like. to Ray Charles. No, no, no. That's what I felt like. There's a scene in the Ray movie where Jamie Foxx, as he's playing Ray Charles, he's like grabbing each girl by the wrist to see like how small they were. Right. And based off of the size of the wrist, that's how he, he was attracted to them, I guess. And so I felt like that part in the movie, and I was just like, completely caught off guard because I was just trying to help the man cross the street. Right. So then I'm like, um, yeah, actually I am taken. Sorry. And I just felt so awkward because I'm just like, all right, can we just cross the street now? Because I just want to walk away. I just I just want to let you know, uh, Mr. Blindside, um, <laughs> if you are listening to this, because there is a probability that you will find this. 
Uh, Avia curves men who can see, men who can't see. I don't discriminate. I don't discriminate. (laughs) There is no discrimination here. Curve them all. Um, Avia curves the way these guys have in the NLCS playoff baseball games. (laughs) She does not discriminate. Thank thank you for that disclaimer. Um, Yes, so... Then the light changes. Thank Jesus. I'm like, great. Okay, so my five seconds of misery could be over in this crosswalk. So we're crossing the street, and um, he's veering to the left. And so he's like, I just want to cross Lennox. I don't want to cross another street. And I was just like, okay, that's fine. But he kept veering to the left instead of going straight across the street. And had I just let him go, he would have ran into like the railing that led down to the subway. And so I was trying to pull him over to go straight. And I was like, well, are, when you cross the street, are you trying to go straight or you want to make a left? And he's like, I'm not trying to do anything. <laughs> I want to cross this street and this street only. And I was like, oh, okay. Now he's getting bucked with me. Okay. And so I think he was taking me saying, are you trying as are you attempting or are you doing something unsuccessfully? And I wasn't even trying to say that that (laughs) i was just that was my way of asking what direction do you want to go and i wasn't i wasn't trying to be that person that was like are you you trying yeah you cannot (laughs) succeed in crossing the street so what are you trying to do i wasn't trying to come off that way but that's the way as if you're being condescending yes that's the way that he took it immediately and so I try not to get defensive because I'm like, at the end of the day, I can st- still see and you can't. So let me just. No, I hate no, no, so much. No, right I'm now. saying to myself, oh my like, God. no, I'm blessed to still have my eyesight right. and you don't have that luxury. So let me be nice. You know what I'm saying? Even though you're coming off at me just crazy right now. And so I was like, no, I was just asking you that because you seem to be walking towards the left. And if you keep walking, we're going to run into this rail. And he's like, I know, I know. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, right? Right. So at the point that he said that, I started remembering an incident that happened on the train like about a year ago. And this guy who was blind got into a verbal altercation with this other guy on the train because the other guy was being nice to him. And I remember standing there and feeling really, really uncomfortable because... I don't know if it was the guy that on the train was trying to like give him his seat or trying to move to the side or something like that. But he was trying to be, he was trying to accommodate the blind guy and the blind guy got offended by it because I think he's used to people trying to do things for him because they see his status and it immediately sparked some words and they went back and forth. And I just remember feeling uncomfortable on the train. I think everyone else did too, because it was like one of those things where it's like, we felt bad for the the guy he was yelling at. But then at the end of the day, we really felt bad for the blind guy because he was blind in right. New York City right? with 8 million people. And of course, if you only have four of your senses, you're going to be on the defense sometimes because you don't know what's happening around you necessarily. Okay. Um, so at that moment, I thought about that train incident and I realized this is the same guy. This is the same guy that popped off at the other guy on the train a year ago. And then I looked at him and I was like, this is the same guy. And so we crossed the street and he seemed like he wanted to dismiss me real quick. Like, I don't need you anymore. 
And I was like, all right, sir, have a nice night. And I kept walking. And it was just such a weird feeling. It was just odd. I, I want to give y'all a moral of the story on this, if you finish. The moral of the story is kill them with kindness. That's yours? Yeah. My moral of the story is New York is a lot smaller than y'all think it is. You always <laughs> run into the people That's very that true. you don't realize you're going to run into again. And then my secondary part of that message is don't speak unless spoken to and try not to talk to strangers because we'll test you in New York. That's all I got. Not only will they, they will test, test you, you, they will ask you out. Uh, <laughs> that part I didn't see coming. But that is true. So, yeah, that's my story. Um, I thought it was very awkward. But, um, you know, that's what it is. All right. Let's get in the hyper good night. Uh, for those of you that don't know what hyper good night is, it is when we discuss things that we are either hype, which means we agree with, or good night, which means we are dismissing. So, to start off with hyper good night, we're going to start with Dannon dropping Cam Newton, the NFL player. As their spokesperson, moving to Dak Prescott over something that Cam Newton said to a woman reporter. Let's play the clip for you guys. It's funny to hear female talk about routes. Like, it's funny. That one sentence. And lack thereof of any kind of context behind why he said how he said it, etc. Led to Cam Newton being dropped from not just that brand, but another brand in itself. And requiring Gatorade and Under Armour to release statements. Now, before we get to our hyper good night, let's touch on the reporter in question. Because the reporter in question, whose name is Lauren Rodri, had some uh, Twitter posts that people dug up for mm. for no Internet reason. Internet is undefeated, y'all. For, uh, forever undefeated. <laughs> so she had to release an apology about these tweets. So let's run through some of them before we actually get to the apology. Her first tweet from August 10th, 2013. He's the best. Racist jokes the whole drive home. My dad is being super racist as we pass through Navajo land. Let's go a little bit further back. The earth moves at 400 plus miles per hour. That's 10 times triller than NASCAR Dale Earnhardt's a bitch nigga. And then finally, and this one is not as bad, but still mm, borderline. You think you know more Spanish since you go to school in Mexico. Okay, these things all took place around 2012 to uh, 2013. And they're still findable. And so, of course, I'm sure she went back to delete, delete, delete. Now, this leads us to our question. Are you hype or good night to what happened here? Now, I'm going to start this. My answer to this is I am I am very hyped that can that that Dannon dropped Cam. And one of my specific reasons is the fact that Dannon as a yogurt company, uh, their primary base is women. And at the point that you say something that can not only be taken to be uh, I don't know sexist. how else to say. Not not just sexist but 
as demeaning as you can possibly belittling yes like i don't know why you said what you said why you thought this was a good idea to say or why you thought that you were your sarcasm in this moment because that's what he deemed it to be sarcasm uh was okay don't him him and this reporter have some history or something like that not that no? i know of okay no not that i know of mm. but i am happy that he got dropped from it and i think this is a lesson to be learned across the board i saw a lot of men saying a lot of stupid things defending cam on this and i was taken back yet again mm. by more men defending stupid comments i i don't know what else there is to say to men in general but guys we're living in a world now where saying certain things is going to get you reprimanded. And I'm proud of it because you wouldn't want somebody saying that to your daughter. Ooh. Avia, your Damn. turn. Hyper that good night. Bomb on them. Um, I'm going to say hype only because I'm always for a, a company taking action where action needs to be taken. Um, it's it's weird. You know, I, I watched the, the video and... I didn't know how to take it because I saw some people that were defending him. Not only men, I saw some women as well that were saying clearly he was he was more impressed with what she said and he was making light of that as opposed to making fun of her. And when I saw the video, I could see that stance. While I can also see how someone would be offended by it. I think that the biggest thing that people are more offended by is his the way that he uses the word female. And I think once you use the word female, people are automatically going to feel a certain type of way because I'm wondering- It's had, funny. Had he said, had he said what he said, he said in a different funny. tone, and he said woman instead of female, what would have been the response then? No, this is me playing devil's but advocate. But he said it's funny. That That is the start of the offense. It's funny. What's funny about that? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know how to take it. I did not know how to take it. Did I didn't I didn't necessarily take it one way or another. I didn't. I have to admit, I did not. It's only because I was trying to see if he was joking around with her and I didn't know what where's, their past wait, was. Where's where was the joke though? Where would have been the joke? Listen, you're you're talking to me who is not uh I don't have no, I'm trying to understand where your how you in your mind didn't just automatically go, y'all. That's that's just trash. Like it's terrible. Because as a whole, you, yes, it's her job as a woman to know, boom, the question. But my thing is, you have to listen to my thing. My thing is, I don't know football like that. I don't know people's relationships like that. I don't know about that that reporter that asked LeBron the question and him and LeBron have had history and that's why LeBron was like, I'm not answering any of your questions. I don't know about these things. So when I first watched the video, I before I even took in anything that anyone else said, I was trying to figure out how is he saying this to her? Do they have a relationship? I did not know those things. So I'm telling you, initially, my first initial thought was, well, maybe he's joking around with her. Maybe there's something else behind it. Um, I'm, I'm still saying hype to it because if there was malicious intent and they do not have a relationship, then yeah, some action needs to be taken. But I am not privy to that information at the time that I was watching the video initially because I don't know much about football, NFL, reporters, the relationships they have, and anything like that. 
So I didn't want to automatically assume Cam's being sexist by saying this because I didn't know what that relationship was. I had read a report that said that him and this particular reporter did have some words in the past. And so if that's the case, and I'm not sure if that's the case or not, then maybe there is some sort of intent behind what he was saying as a way of trying to dig at her. And if that is the case, then that makes perfect sense to me. But unfortunately, because he did that dig at her, he did that dig at the whole female population. And, that's exactly how and I said female. And I hope no one's offended by that because I know there's, there's this whole thing about female. And I think that's the reason why people don't like it is because when they use the word, it's usually used in a belittling type of way. It's derogatory. But I said female. I'm, and I'm not trying to be derogatory by saying that. You're just pointing out the sex. Basically. All right. Let's move on. Next up on Hyper Good Night, it is Twitter testing out its 280 character limit instead of the existing 140 character limit. Avia, off to you. Yo, I'm too hype about this. Because let me tell you something. The reason why Twitter is just so time consuming is half the time... I got a lot of stuff to say, and I don't know how to condense it into one tweet. And I don't want to sit here and have five tweets as a response to someone's one tweet. So half the time, I'm like, okay, how can I spell this word? Or what uh, punctuation do I not need to make this all fit? Half the time, I have words next to periods, and I spell everything crazy because I'm like, I got to get this out in one tweet, and I got to be concise. And that's the main part is getting your point across and being concise in one impactful tweet. So now that I have double the amount of characters to do so, I could spell out all my words. I could be like, Y-O-U-R instead of you are. I could be like G-R-E-A-T instead of G-R and then an eight. Like I could put my punctuation. I could just look like I'm educated. I love it. Hype. All right, uh, <laughs> I I am good night in this. I oh. actually, I'm I'm Twitter heavy, by the way. Yeah, you are. I and I'm like, not. I really do appreciate the fact that Twitter holds you to that 140 character limit, and I don't want our uh, sitting active uh, number 45, Mr. Bodak Orange, aka Donald Trump, to have any more characters given to him to say complete and utter vomit. Puke. Man, don't let him be the reason I, why we all can't rejoice. Like, no, I don't. I don't need him saying any additional things on that. And and seriously, I like when people are concise. Honestly, you know how I'm about efficiencies. This is making for inefficiencies in my mind. But that's me. All right, I'm all for it. Moving along, uh, in tech news, there is now with new AI. A test that will track your eye movements to gain um, a new and alternative polygraph machine into the market by 2018. This is already being used in two other countries, but has not been approved to be used in the U.S. They said if they did start to use this, they would try couples first. Avia, hyper good night to... <laughs> to, to, the, to the eye testing to their eyes were watching god to, to the eye testing polygraph test um, god i'm gonna have to good night this Ooh. the only reason i good night it is because 
there's been times where I'll be explaining something to somebody and I'm not looking at, at them directly to their face. But that's not because I'm lying. It's just because I'm so focused on what I'm saying that I'm just getting my thoughts together and thinking. But if you want to take that as lying because we're taking this test and my eyes don't match up, then that's inaccurate. And plus, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a test based off of how you're looking or how intensely you're staring or looking at one point, people I feel like could just easily just fake this test out. <laughs> like, I just feel like there's ways around this test where the the results are not going to be accurate. Is what I'm saying. Can I can I chime in now? Is it? Yes. Is it yeah. All right. So I am going to say. I am hype for this. And here's the only main the only reason why I'm actually hyped for this. Mm. They've done so many studies to show how this can actually work. And it's going through the actual motions. So you have to sit with the machine for upwards to 20 to 30 minutes okay. and answer a bunch of questions. And they're only tracking your eye movements to get from you whether or not you're telling the truth on said subject. And from that, they're able to extract when you're actually having a conversation how truthful you're being through your eyes. I think this is great for a bunch of reasons, including trials and et cetera. The thing that I feel like this would kill is relationships. I absolutely believe uh, if you yeah, test this kill on people, it's going to kill relationships because there's going to be no such thing as a white lie anymore. There's going to be no such thing as you being able to hide, by, hide behind anything when somebody can just go, all right, put, put your eyes, put your eyes in this thing. Like, go ahead, just go ahead and look. Go ahead and look. Why do they feel the, the need screen. to test couples? Why can't they just test regular people and ask them questions that they know the actual truth they're, to? They've already been using regular So people. why do they have to use couples now? I mean... Clearly, they just setting out to break up some relationships. That's really... Think, what, what's the point? What is the point? A single person is a person, too. Like, why do you need to test couples now? Let the couples come in and pay for their because own Because imagine, imagine the kind of marketing that is. That is marketing genius. Oh, okay. You best. might as well get on an episode of Cheaters then. All right, maybe. <laughs> All right, final hyper good night. Uh, recently, as of today, actually, there was a little bit of a back and forth on the L train. And the question for you is going to be, are you okay with the way the L train strap hangers handled a racist guy on the train? Let's go to the footage. I wish y'all could see this. And listen man. to I what this guy says. It's amazing. Amazing. Hold on. Hold on. We got some technical difficulties. Wait, wait, wait. Let's run this back for two seconds. Let's please run this back. I don't even know. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry we let I'm sorry. We're, trying we're being to be insensitive. We're right. being so insensitive. We're both trying to be good with this. But if you guys watch this video, if you guys just look up L L Train Races, whatever. What's the title on the video? What is the title? Is L Train Races 
soup toss. You are going to see a whole mirage of activity ranging from Love and Hip Hop to Bad Girls Club <laughs> to Jerry Springer all on one train ride. It is absolutely crazy. We have a Caucasian man stepping in between the racist Caucasian man and other black people who want to fight him. We have a woman throwing soup on him, breaking glass bottles, people kicking him off the train. Like it is, it is amazing. Um, <laughs> I guess I gave my answer away. I'm hyped for this. <laughs> um, and the, the, see the thing You're is, with the way they handled it, I'm just hyped for the whole thing. <laughs> like. The guy was like, that's my bag. And he was trying to get his bag before he got off the train. And the guy filming it was like, fuck your bag. <laughs> like, it was just like everything that could happen, happened. And the song, though. The song. Can we just talk about the lyrical genius this racist guy is? First Amendment. First Amendment. Nigga, 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 nigga. Like... That should be a song for real. Suede the Remix God. Yo, Suede the Remix God, if you're listening, we are going to tag you. Please do the remix tonight. <laughs> they need to blast that in the club. I think the reason why I'm so high. he was a lawyer. He was a lawyer. He's a that lawyer. Guy, I hope he loses guy. his job. If he's a lawyer, he better find a way to sue all those people who are jumping him. <laughs> but I bet you he won't because this dude was on some sort of substance. He was on... He was on something. I think the reason why I'm hype is not because of the way he was treated, but I do feel like everyone on that train got vindicated. And so that makes me feel better about making fun of his First Amendment song. Um, now, the thing about it is, yes, he's right. He does have First Amendment rights. Um, <laughs> so essentially, he is allowed to say nigger, 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 nigger. He is allowed to say that without getting hurt. Fact. So essentially, he shouldn't have gotten hurt. But I don't think he did. Um, I think that when you're on the substance that he's on, if someone beat you to a pulp, you'd still be okay. And uh, he was. Because he walked off the train still se- still yelling nigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. To so everyone oh on the train. Um, so what about you? You hype for you good night in this whole scenario. Uh, I I am very hyped to Oh my gosh, we agree on something I'm finally. Very hyped. Woo! Okay, let me get Where's my, our confetti let me, at? Let me get my teeth in <laughs> on why I'm so hyped about this. I'm hyped with the fact that there was a white gentleman who was actually trying to defuse the situation oh by not only god putting his, his hands soul. up. But telling the guy, shut up, stop talking, stop, stop, stop. And he's trying to stop all this from escalating with multiple black people on this train hearing this guy say, First Amendment, First Amendment. Okay, that's our new favorite song. So at the point <laughs> at the point that it escalated beyond the point of repair, and the guy is trying to get off of the train, uh, the racist guy is trying to get off the train, and he just wants his bag back, and people are like Fuck your bag. We're not giving it to you. Um, I enjoyed the fact that real New York showed up right then in that moment. It wasn't just that a black guy pushes him out of the train. That's not even the part that's real New York. The real New York is the white woman the entire time, not only nagging the guy by saying, this is the guy that's saying the N-word, but she's really saying the word. And then when she gets outside of the train, my favorite part is her grabbing whatever bottle she has in her hand. I don't know where she found that bottle. And launching it at him. She launched it at him like 
it, it was crazy. All you could hear is glass shattering out of nowhere. And you knew she did it because this lady was wearing tie-dye. You couldn't even miss her. She didn't even care if she got caught. Facts. Then this other woman who's black, who's on the train, throws her expensive-ass soup in his face. That was, that was all I'm paying. That's expensive. Okay? <laughs> she probably spent at least six eighty on that soup. She was like, fuck <laughs> this soup. And so the white guy who was protecting everybody, he was literally acting as a human shield. And that's what I appreciate. Solidarity. All right. That was Hyper Good Night. And now we transition to uh, our new favorite segment. It is Black Card Revoked. Black Card Revoked. It is obvious term to do Black Card Revoked. I nigga, can't nigga, wait. Nigga, nigga, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Avi? Right, Avi so, got. Okay. So this is what not what doesn't make me black. What makes me non-black. I don't like Hennessy, and I don't get the hype around it. I don't know when it started become, come, like becoming like the black drink of our community. Like I, I'm just not into it. Like I don't really drink dark liquor, so maybe that has a lot to do with it. But I'm not into it. I've never been to a Henny Palooza. Um, I have no intention of ever, ever going to one, and I'm good. Like I'm really. Good on the Henny. So, let, let me, wait. Okay. Are, are you saying that Henny, Henny Palooza comes around, you're not interested? I mean, Henny Palooza has been around, and I haven't at been all. to one. But you're not, yes or no, you're not interested at all? Not at all. Okay. All right. Not at wait all. Wait a second. Wait, wait a second. Uh-huh. Wait a second. When people are having parties at their house, uh-huh. and you're invited... And there are only three or four options out there. Uh-huh. If Hennessy is one of the options, are you saying every single time that that comes up, that's not what you're choosing? It depends on what the other two options are. If the other two options are, are beer and Patron, I'm going to have to do Henny. Because Patron puts me in a place I don't need to be. And beer is just nasty to me. And Y'all learned a lot about Avia today. It's nastier in a different way than, than Hennessy is. I, I just can't get acclimated with beer like that. It doesn't really do much for me. So if I do want to drink something, and those are the three cho- choices, yeah, I would have to choose Henny. But I don't think I would enjoy it. The reason why I don't go to Henny Palooza is because um, I just heard so many things about it that make me not want to go. On top of the fact that I don't like Henny. So for does me, Henny, does Henny do something to you where it doesn't feel good to your stomach? No. Like what is the? I'm I trying just, to gauge like what's the thing. I'm just not into it. Like like I think I think everything starts off from when you were younger when you started drinking. So like when you started drinking, whatever you started off of, I think that kind of launches you into how you drink now as a full adult. And I was never into dark liquor like that. That's just not my jam. Hennessy is just, I just feel like when there's so so much hype over something, it makes me want to see what the hype is about. And if it doesn't match the hype, then I'm just like not into it. But have you tried multiple or different variations of Henny? Or have you only tried the base? No, I've, I've tried like the white. And it didn't the change? Honey, whatever. I don't nothing, know. Nothing. Mm, nah, it's all the same. Damn. It's all equally just eh to me. Like it's not that I, okay, I won't say I hate it. I just don't get the hype. To all my guy friends that may meet Avia here and there, and you guys offer her Henny, just know this. She doesn't really like it. I mean, I'll drink she, it if there's nothing else, but... 
Look at her. She has a stank face right now. Y'all can't see it. <laughs> first a... amendment. First amendment. <laughs> Anything is possible. I may drink it. That's what they say, right? Anything right. is possible. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Well, we know J.R. Smith ain't never inviting you to one of his parties. Cool. I'm good. Right, very good. <laughs> All right. Now, we're going to transition to our main topic of the day. Our main topic of the day is brought to you in part by Black Twitter. <laughs> Something that happened last night uh, became a Black Twitter storm, and I could not enjoy it any more than I did. Amanda Seals, as you guys know, who's an actress, comedian, and, and, and she gets to talk on CNN a lot of times as their Black correspondent just about issues that are related to either the culture or issues related around uh, feminism or women in general. She started a dialogue when she wasn't even trying to start one. She was just giving her basic basic opinion on something because she's right now out of the country enjoying herself. Uh, I think she's in Paris for a little mm-hmm. bit. And this is a conversation that was started, I want to say, four or five years ago on Twitter. And it's always coming around. But this time, it was even more explosive, more polarizing. And it was great to see both sides of it being exposed. So here was the topic. Here's how it started. She tweeted, if you're buying Jordans and Nike suits, but you're sleeping on an air mattress, you're losing. If you're buying Jordans and Nike suits, but you don't have a passport, you're losing. If you're buying Jordans and Nike suits, but you don't have a credit card, you're losing. If you're buying Jordans and Nike suits, but you don't know your credit score, you're losing. And she went at further to speak to how you could be winning. If you're working a side hustle to accomplish your dream hustle, you're winning. If you're broadening your mind and even just one book at a time, you're winning. If you've realized everything you need for you is within you, you're winning. That was her statements. Mm -hmm. Those statements turned into some of the craziest back and forths I've ever seen in black Twitter sphere history. There were people on all sides, including, but not limited to other celebrities, as well as men, women, and people of all different backgrounds that have commented on this. Uh, One of the comments was, maybe some people don't want to travel. Her response, everybody needs to travel. Some may not be able to, but they can, they should, period. Milesy Johnson, who's a celebrity, responds to her, I love Amanda, but I hate when people dictate how poor people should be poor with no psychological analysis or (laughs) analysts on economic or property access. She responds with, and I hate when people misconstrue a statement to apply their own context due to lack of comprehension. All right. I'm not even going to get into any of the rest of the back and forth as much as I want to get into exactly what this is all about. Because I want to hear your side of it and I want to get into the crooks of this because I I, want to explore all the avenues of this that we could possibly go. I have three different things I want to touch on in this. Why don't you just touch on those three? I'd rather rather get into like an overall conversation about your initial thoughts when you saw this and where you where you felt like it was. Um. My initial thoughts are people are, are, (laughs) 
if if what she says affects you in a negative way, then maybe it's hitting a little too close to home to you. Fair. And maybe you feel some sort of way about it. So if you are in a position where you're living paycheck to paycheck and you've never left the country, you've never gotten a passport, but you got 10 pairs of J's in your closet. Say you are the stereotypical person that she is speaking of, I would say. Yes, this is going to affect you in a negative way. Because you're going to be feeling like Amanda said something about you that was negative and that she's judging your life and that she's judging your lifestyle, right? 100% because she did. This is the problem that I have with some of the people that, that were on Twitter making these comments about her judging broke people. Broke people don't always own Jordans, right? Okay. And if you are truly broke, you would not be able to afford Jordans. So clearly she's not talking about broke people. She's talking about the fact that if you have it, you should do it. Instead of using the money on material things, try expanding your horizons and having experiences abroad. That's all she's saying. She's not saying, oh, broke people should find a way to travel and if they're not, they're losing. She never said that. And I think people are taking what she's saying. She's saying broke people? No. It feels like it. It feels like it how? It feels like not only is she specifying uh, around broke people, but she's talking to the community. She's talking to black people and she's talking to people who may not have. She she actually put up a tweet that said, my original point was simply, if you can't afford those things, i.e. Jordans and what have you, Fair. consider putting your money to things that can serve you better. That's literally all she's saying. So the fact that people are taking what she's saying and running with it, making it seem like she's trying to dictate what a broke person, which she never said, should do with their money, it doesn't even make sense to me. Because honestly, if you're truly broke, you would not even own a pair of J's. You would not. That's not true. That's not true. If you're truly... People were taking this a little too far. That's not true. They were saying you get poverty. Whole, broke they broke were people saying, still have credit cards. That's you true. You can get anything you want that's on true. a credit you're card. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. So you're right. telling other people how they should spend their money based on your preconceived values. Based on what you deem to be... So you're goodnighting this. It's not, it's not <laughs> hyper goodnight. This is, a, this is a genuine conversation around priorities. Because what she's saying is what you're prioritizing isn't right. Okay. And so what's wrong with what she's saying? The wrong is one person telling another person how they should live their life. And judging them based on how they're living their life. Which happens all the time, by the way. Now, do I personally disagree with what she's saying? No. I actually don't disagree with what you she's disagree saying. with her delivery. A hundred percent disagree. How with should she delivery. have said what she said? Um, first, I don't think it needs to be tweeted. That's the first thing. But mm. second, um, if I was delivering the same information, I wouldn't say if you can buy this and this, then you should go do this. I would say, hey, a good idea would be to go see more of the world. 
A good idea would be to get a passport. A good idea would, like, that's as simple as that. You don't need to add those extra layers. Well, if you do this, this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there is people who are angry with her about her bringing up the air mattress thing. And all I could think about was, like, seriously, you you may want to tone these things down because there are going to be people who who not only take this personally because they're not financially capable of doing what you're saying, but on the flip side, you're speaking from a place of privilege. Like, you don't have regular person money. She doesn't. But has she always not had regular person That's not the point. Right now, she's speaking from a place of privilege. I know, but you know what? This is the thing. I think she's speaking to a specific type of person, and everyone is, is throwing backlash at her. And I think I don't think that's what they're understanding. The specific type of person that she's speaking to is the type of person who has possibly lived the same place their whole life, possibly doesn't have a have an expanded view of the world, possibly thinks that to show that they are successful, they need they need to do so with the type of shoes that they wear or the jacket that they have. And their type of success to them is to flaunt it in a way to make it seem like they have more than they actually do. Which speaks and to something. And there's a lot of people okay. that do that. That's- so that speaks to something that my friend posted. Okay. And, and this is where I was going to take this. She actually posted something that said, who is more pretentious, blavity blacks or anti-blavity blacks? What are anti-blavity blacks? Those people that uh, deem the people that talk about doing all these things or showing pictures of themselves doing all these things that you would see on blavity. Um, they're like, you don't need to throw this in my face. Like, you can stop doing that. I don't need to see you doing this. I don't need you to tell me that this is how I should be living my life. I think there is something there. I genuinely think there's something there because mm-hmm. I err in the middle of all of this, actually. Like, I'm very aware of where I'm at financially, where the people that I've grown up around are at financially. And I understand when you say certain things to people, it can come off as you being not only elitist, but not being grounded in where you come from. And that happens a lot. I, I The smallest thing you say can turn a conversation upside down and you aren't even trying to be pretentious. So I know better. And I'm one of those people that loves to travel. But I also know not to say something that could potentially be taken as if I'm talking down to somebody because I like to travel. I don't think she was trying to talk down to anyone. I think that unfortunately, because of the way people responded, it became a thing. And then what happened was she she got really defensive. And unfo- that's unfortunate because I think that I think that once that she offended whoever she offended, they didn't care what she said after that. And what she said after that was actually really poignant to me, like. You know, one of the things that she said was she was like, the point is priorities. And yes, who's to determine what other someone else's priorities should be? That's You're right. Only, You're that's right. my only point. But the next thing that she said was a lot of folk float. I can't even talk. A lot of folks is flossing fraudulence. Flossing fraudulence. So what do you think she meant by that? 
that to me stuck out as something. You're talking to a certain type of person. So the fact that all these people are getting upset, they must feel connected to what she's saying. My thing is, if you if you call someone a name or you say something bad about somebody and they know for sure that what you said doesn't apply to them, they can either respond one of two ways. They can either not respond to it at all and not be affected by it at all because it doesn't really apply to them or they can get mad because maybe it does. And so my thing is, if you're going to get that upset about what she said, there must be something that she said that struck a chord with you that you actually feel towards yourself. So here's where I agree with you a lot, actually, on this point. I think she's not saying anything different than what Jay-Z said on 444. She even said that. Um, she even said that on Twitter. I, well, I all know this, she said that, but... Yeah. But hearing it from a, a black male, they're okay with that. But hearing they're it from okay. a black woman, hearing mm. it from a black woman, all of a sudden there's a backlash. Good point. Jay-Z said a lot of things that actually still ruffled a few feathers. Everything from the putting the money to your ear thing. Everything that he said on uh, the, the OJ story, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people took offense to that. And he was just, he was speaking his own truth and shining a light to the culture saying, don't put your your time and energy into these things because you don't need to be like I was in those same positions. Do better than what I was doing. And I don't know that that's necessarily how her approach was as much as it was if you're doing these things. Yeah, this and this equals bad. Do this. Well, in Jay-Z's case, anyone could say, well, man, how... Why would you even look down on someone who puts money to their ear? Because you used to do it. Like, the things that he was saying that you shouldn't do were the things that he did. Going to strip clubs. And he's like, what's better than going to a strip club? Credit. So it's like, you're saying, what's better than doing the things that I used to do? Oh, the things that I do now. And anyone could take that in any sort of way. Right. So that's people exactly, take yeah, and that's exactly what Amanda said on Twitter. She's like, okay, well, when Jay-Z says it, it's fine. When I say it, it's all this backlash. And I don't right. remember the exact way that she said it, but I remember her making that point. And I was like, wow, that's an interesting thing. So now, so now you brought it to my attention. Now I'm wondering, are people throwing this backlash against her because she is a woman? Or are people throwing this backlash against her because they know deep down inside there's certain things that they want to do and they're not doing it? Here's where I think the backlash comes from. And I did, I did some research. And here's, here's where I netted out the research. The first thing is how expensive it is to actually obtain like a passport, for instance. Like just in general. It's $135 at minimum. Uh, and we as a country have the fifth most expensive passport in the world. Okay. Um, that might not seem like a lot to a lot of people, but to the average person working minimum wage, that's 19 hours. That's 19 hours on a job to actually even secure uh, a passport. Now, let's put this in the context. Let's talk about what she actually was trying to compare here. A pair of J's will cost you around anywhere from 165 to 220 if you mm -hmm. get them directly from retail. A pair of J's, then at that point, if you're actually equating them one to one, are more expensive than the passport. So that's to her point. You could put, but that again, what is your priority? Is your priority to go overseas? Is your priority to 
purchase something that you can wear within the confines of your domestic area. All right, moving right along. Um, because where I was going to go with that is that's your 19 hours of paycheck. So I have to I have to think about this. That 19 hours, do you want that 19 hours to go towards just you having the ability to go somewhere internationally or you being able to wear something right away? So there's that. Next, I think TV advertisement play a huge factor into this because a lot of times when you travel, we tend to think of traveling as a rich person thing. It's something that people who live a lavish and extravagant lifestyle are able to do. They're able to have like a private villa in uh, the French Polynesian or something like that, which that's not necessarily true. Um, but whenever I've went international, people tend to ask me, how can you afford to travel like you do? And I think that to me speaks to a misconception of how much it actually costs to travel anywhere. Um, most, most of the time when I travel, I'm traveling on a budget. Like I can travel almost anywhere in the world and do it for less than $65 a night. Almost anywhere in the world. And I think the average person doesn't realize that because they assume you have to have luxury accommodations. They assume food's gonna cost you so much more money. And those things aren't necessarily true. All of that is dependent on what you want the experience to be. You dictate that. So another thing though is vacation time. The United States is the only advanced economy that does not require employees to provide paid vacation time. To make matters worse, I know I read something in Forbes where I think like one in four Americans, uh, they don't they don't receive any paid time off or paid holidays. I mean, I have people international that I know that have taken an entire month off for vacation. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have time, then how are you supposed to even do these things that she's talking about? I mean, again, that's why I'm saying these things she's speaking about, she's speaking from a place of privilege. So there's there's. There's nuance here. And unfortunately, some of it can't just be just you prioritizing it as much as does your job allow for that? Because if you're paycheck to paycheck, I don't know. Some of the arguments, though, did turn on her when people were saying things about domestically. What if I just want to see things domestic? Like people from other countries come all the way here to visit our states and they don't even touch 50 of them they don't even touch two and it's expensive alone to travel within our own states so i think honestly i really do think everyone took what she said and ran with it a lot of people assumed she was talking to only black people just because she mentioned jordans a lot of people assumed she was talking to people in poverty because she's talking about how to better spend your money or how she feels like you know, your money could be spent in a different way that actually serves you better. She literally said, <laughs> she literally said, everybody needs to travel. Some may not be able to, but if they can, they should, period. How is that an elitist thought? She's, she's only saying, if you are able to spend $135 on the passport because you do have a pair of J's, so obviously that money came from somewhere, you, you do have it. If you do have the money to buy a $600 plane ticket because, oh wait, I see you have actually three more pairs of J's over there in your closet, which would cost 
pretty much the same as that plane ticket. And oh wait, I see you have maybe five more pairs of J's in that closet, which could pay for the rest of the trip. That's if you true. have it, do it. That is all she is saying. So I don't have any problem with what she's saying. She's only trying to make people better and saying that why invest in someone else? Why invest in the Jordan brand? Why invest in North Face? Why invest in Louis Vuitton? Well, you can invest in yourself and your life experiences. I know people who have never left New York, okay? Because they think that living in New York, you're exposed to so many cultures. It's, it's literally a melting pot of the world in one city that they don't even need to go anywhere else because they have all that exposure. They're not gonna find anything new or different or exciting somewhere else. They don't, they don't even have that want. They don't even yearn for it. They don't even leave their borough, <laughs> you know? And she's talking, she's talking about the small-minded mentality. We're talking about anyone who has no desire to possibly visit another place just to see how it is. That is a small-minded mentality. If you want to call that elitist, call it what you want to. But I can say that every time I've ever traveled anywhere, it doesn't matter if I go to D.C., it doesn't matter if I went to France, whatever. Every time I come back from a place that's not where I live, I feel like a different person. I feel like I've gained an experience, I've gained an insight, I've gained some knowledge, I've gained something that has changed my view on something. And as long as you live in the same place and you're stacking up Jordans in your closet so you can go out to the party with your friends and look fly for the rest of your life, if that's all you wanna do, in her mind, yeah, that is kind of losing. You're losing out on so much other things that you could be doing with that same money. And all she's saying is, if you have it, do it. Everyone took her 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 tweets as, oh well, you're broke because you're not doing these things and blah blah blah. It is not all that. That's the problem with people. They read too much into things. If they well, actually read the words that she was tweeting, they would see she's not saying what you think she is. And instead of taking it in a way where you're offended and you think she's an elitist, you're not even taking in the fact that, man, maybe I should save my money a different way. Maybe I shouldn't look out for the instant gratification of getting a new pair of kicks when I already have 30 in my closet that I'm tired of because these are first world problems that I have, of being tired of $200 pair of shoes because I have to get the new ones. Maybe I should use my money in a different way and see what happens. She's not talking to everyone, but everyone responded, and that's the problem. I don't. I personally don't have a problem with anybody stating their opinion. And again, I don't think she's wrong with her thoughts. I do, like I said before, I think their approach is a little off. I just, I don't like anybody being on a soapbox, though. And Twitter like, is a freaking soapbox. But I feel like some of this is soapboxy. I know where I get... I, I've been her in certain situations, which is why I'm speaking from a place of experience. Mm -hmm. I've been the person that's like, how could you not want to travel? Like, mm -hmm. How could you not want to do these things? Because I've had so many people judge me like, why you, why you go to China and you don't know nobody in China? And my thing is, that's wait, who she's talking to. No, wait. And, and my thing was, I mean, I don't need to know anybody in China to want to explore and be cultured. 
But that's who she's talking to. She's talking to those people that don't even have the desire. Understood. Understood. I've again, I've been there. Okay. But in talking to those people, it's also me, not only talking to them about my experiences, but letting them know how, how, how broad, and how big the world is, and how you could be missing out on certain things. And she in did. a way, in a way that makes them feel as if. Man, maybe you're right. Not in a way that could potentially be viewed as I'm talking down to them. And that's what she did. Listen, people took what she her initial words automatically as she was talking down to them. So then from then on, they're not open to anything else that she's saying. Even if she is explaining, like you said, hey, this is the best investment you could ever make. I just came back from Africa and I dealt with this and this and this and this. And she did explain that. But at that point where they automatically shut her out because they didn't like the, her initial words, that was their loss. From, that was their loss from the beginning. I mean, my thing is this: we all do it. We're all judging her for her exposing the way that she thinks on Twitter. But we all do it. We all meet someone who's thirty and who still lives at home, and you're like, "Are you saving for a house or not? Nah? Like, what's the reason that you're still living at home?" We all meet someone who's our age or something like that who works at a bar, and you're like. Is this what you're gonna do for the rest of your life? Like we all have these thoughts in our head of people who are doing things or not doing things that we wonder, well, you should be doing better or I wonder why you're in this position or whatever the case is. People think that she's talking to the single mother of two who's working two jobs, who just doesn't have it. No, she's not talking to those people. All she is saying is, look, there's so much out there for you to do and see. And if you want to invest your money into a company, into a brand that will end up doing nothing for you, two years down the line, you're going to give these shoes to the goodwill. But you're still going to be living in the same place. You're still going to have whatever experiences you have. Yeah, I, agree, I agree with some of what you're saying, but I also still will not be able to ever agree with somebody telling somebody else how they should live their life unless they Kevin Hart know literally them. told... Unless, unless they know... Unless they know you directly and they're asking for your insight on that. That's how it comes off. I'm just letting you know. I've been there. I'm telling you, I've been there. All right, let's get to... We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to sum that up. Yeah. Let's get to the do's and the don'ts. Don'ts. Today is... <laughs> I, just, I just had to, y'all. <laughs> Ladies, it is a, a do for me today. I... I want to I want to give my due and be as clear cut as I can on this. Ladies, do talk to him before he goes to bed every night. Be the last person, I'm not joking. Be the last person he communicates with oh, every night. What? And I know you guys think, "Oh, that's a little too much." It's not too much if both of <clears throat> you guys feel the same way about each other. And trust me, if he likes you as much as you like him, Speaking before you go to bed is not an issue. I don't care whether it's a text message, a phone call, or whatever. Make sure you're the last voice he hears because the first thing in the morning, guess who's on his mind? You. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me ask you a question. Go for it. How like how soon into talking to someone should you do this? Like, Because if you went on a couple of dates with them and you don't couple know couple is perfect. You... couple of dates is perfect. Really? Perfect. Damn, it's such a commitment, yo. Oh, my my bad. I'm just dating you to date. I guess I don't need to talk to you every day. Just, you're another one on my list. Oh, well, you already know how I feel about the good morning text, so. 
Um, so now I guess it's time for my dumb. Mm. I've been waiting to say that for a long time. Two episodes at least. Um, guys, if you're just getting to know a girl and maybe you've taken her out, maybe you haven't yet, but you're working your way towards that point, please, for the life of me, don't Don't. follow her on social media. Not, not yet. Not yet. Why? I want to hear this. My thing is this. I've met a lot of guys from Tinder okay. when I was heavy on Tinder. And a, a lot of times on on these dating apps, they want to make sure that you are the person that you are. Yeah. So a lot of times they'll ask you for your IG because okay. they obviously think that you cannot that makes sense. You cannot catfish anyone through IG. Oh, no, that's never been done. Come on now. If someone's really going to catfish you, they can easily do it through IG. But, 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 there's a but there. And sorry to cut off your... No, I don't care. Go ahead. When you're on somebody's IG, you get to see them interact with people that they probably know or people that are in their inner circle. Okay. And what does that have to do with you? What do you mean, what does that have to do with them? They're like, okay, as long as I have access to this, I know then, they okay, know. this isn't be all right. I'm they just don't know. know. It's more of a I've heard of people cat I've heard of people catfishing a lot on Tinder. It's never happened to me, Fair. but luckily. But anyone can catfish anyone on any social media. So my thing is this. Do not start following a girl in the very beginning. Don't follow her Twitter, don't follow her Snapchat. Don't get involved in her IG because my thing is everybody has these preconceived notions of someone once they see their social media. I think you should allow yourself a chance to really actually get to know them. Go on a date with them. Be old fashioned. Actually ask questions. Once you see her IG and you decide to follow her, say her, say her, profiles public or whatever and you see she has 15k followers and she does slim tea and all this other kind of stuff you already have a preconceived notion in your head of the type of person that you think she is and she could easily not be that give the girl a chance to show you who she is now once you guys have a rapport with each other i feel like it's okay to follow them my worst thing is someone that i barely know following me on snapchat I just think that that is so intrusive. Like if, if you're trying to date me and you don't know me that well, and maybe we've gone on one date, once you follow my Snapchat, you are more connected to my life than I want you to be at this point. And you don't even know me like that. Give, give the person a chance to show you who they are or else you're gonna come up with these preconceived notions of who they are all through a social media persona. and. You, you have to admit that everyone has a certain persona and what whatever you have on social media is not fully you. There are a million other aspects to a person. Don't let Duh. that be the reason why you get to know them or how you get to know them. Get to know them. That's all. And just like that, another episode is down the tubes. The music is playing. Please come follow us on iTunes, Google Play. On Google Play Store, SoundCloud, and of course Facebook and Instagram at Goodnight Harlem. Um, we love y'all. Good night.